Hello, and welcome to the Nostalgia Podcast. A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop culture favorites as seen through a queer and feminist lens. My name is Eric Lefebvre. And my name is Jessica Tresero. And this week... And this week... We watched... We watched... Oh my God, we craft. did it at the same time. I know. The craft. Like it'll it'll line we, up. We watched The Craft. Are, can we like read each other's minds? Like, we can. Uh, is it because we formed a coven secretly? And it's oh tele- te- telepathy talk. Telepathy. Oh my God. Um, yeah, we watched What's The Craft. Uh, <sighs> air. Oh, we, I, I think I was going to say air. It's okay. You're going to say it's air? Okay, we can both be air. It's fine. So we, it's fine. So we watched- We're both the- airbenders. We are both airbenders. <laughs> I know I said that because of Avatar. Um, we watched oh The Craft. Yeah, I- we, <laughs> we know it's past Halloween, but we don't care. Happy Thanksgiving. Mm-mm. We watched The Craft. Actually, no. Don't Happy Thanksgiving. Who gives a shit? <laughs> JK, LOL. <laughs> um, yeah. How are you feeling about The Craft? Okay. Somehow, I don't know how, I had never seen The Craft growing up, ever. Mm-hmm. So this is my first time watching it, and I had a lovely time. I do have a fuck ton to talk about because yeah. I don't have very nice things to say about the first one in particular. Did I love it? Oh, well, I guess that's the end. I mean, well, but, well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I really, really enjoyed watching both of these, and it was kind of a treat. It was kind of great. It was great. I watched them like for Halloween, and it was so cute. It was nice, yeah. I've I've seen the original um, before, but it's been a very long time since. I know my brother and I watched it when we were younger. Um, it's like one of those. There's so many iconic moments in it. Fruzabalk, what an absolute sleigh. Um, Nip we Campbell. are the weirdos. Ah, uh, just also, yeah. I mean, I want to. S- they should not have fucking said it in the second one. I hated. I will jump in. Okay, I hated that, that, that they said it again. It was it- so bad. Oh my god! Okay, they said it also like in the trailer, but it was a different place that they said it in the trailer. So they they filmed that line a couple times, and then that yeah. was the one that they decided to use. And that's 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 some shittiness stuff. Like, is the the sec? I mean, spoiler: the second one, the remake's great, or the sequel, whatever, is great. Oh yeah, it's um, super great. There's but there's levels to it that I'm like, I don't need that nostalgia shit. Like, I don't need that unnecessary like. It was great at the first one. Don't do it again as a callback or just like nostalgia bit. Like, stop. Yeah. This movie's already fine. Don't, don't do it. Whatever. They did it and it's fine. Yeah. I'm um, Neve Campbell. But those, it, was, it was at least just a, a little bit. And so it wasn't like overpowering to where I was like, fuck this. That's true. Yeah, but. I guess. But just when it happened, I was just like, boo, super boo. <laughs> that was bad. But how iconic the initial crafts as an idea and as a movie is i mean just they're so good i i don't know i love it i i think i think the craft is a fantastic movie it's up like it it hits all of those big points for me as being like a very young kid watching these scary movies like the craft or the faculty or what have like like these movies that that are about like high school being like wow those kids are so old but they're like 16 and i'm like nine i'm like wow i wonder when i'm gonna be that age (laughs) I wonder if high school is going to be like this. And um, it was. So shout out to high school. <laughs> <laughs> but not in a good way. Thanks. Yeah. See, but for them, they're buying all their stuff at like cool stores. And I'm just going to Hot Topic to get my <laughs> Invader Zim chokers. Thanks. Oh, my God. I had like this great Invader Zim shirt. It was grr. 
It was so cute. I had Gers slippers. I I bought the <gasps> Gers slippers from Hot Topic where you put your foot in his I mouth. I totally, yeah. Obsessed. Did you okay? Did you ever buy bondage pants from Hot Topic? Because I totally did. They were purple. No, and I bought. They were like bought, the. I did. I bought the trip pants <laughs> off of AngryYoungAndPoor.com. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember Angry Young and Poor oh or Machete God. MFG? Shout out to all of the websites I would buy my punk shit from. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I love so that silly. we're outing ourselves on this pod right now. <laughs> I know. It was like that. I think I bought some stuff off like Smart Punk or um, there. I mean, whatever. I yeah. So yeah, Cal, there was like um, a couple of record stores that you go to. Like once, once I could find those, right? And I was like, Mom, I'm gonna go by myself. Um, go which I shop. didn't go by myself. But um, yeah, it was like <laughs> I gotta go to Bionic to get my studs, man. Bionic Ooh. Records. Go. Yeah. Bionic or, sold yeah. studs. Go off. <laughs> Dang, it was wild. <laughs> anyway, so we are we are the weirdos, as as it says, as it were. <laughs> we watch the craft. I'm ready to talk about these movies. How about you? I'm so ready. I'm super Let's ready. GTFI. Let's T-I. go. I get the fucking do it is what that stands for. Okay, great. After moving to Los Angeles and encountering some unexplainable occurrences, Sarah Bailey is trying her best to fit into her new school. She finds herself being targeted by the school gross boy and simultaneously recruited by Nancy, Bonnie, and Rochelle, the resident school witches. The young women form a coven and begin to experiment with varying degrees of magic, which ultimately escalates to a love spell on said gross boy, a beauty spell, a hair loss spell, and the summoning of Manon, the great powerful spirit of power. As Nancy becomes accustomed to her new Manon powers, ooh, she subsequently begins to abuse them <laughs> by way of bullying, murder, sexual abuse, gaslighting, emotional torment, and general manipulation. Also, wow. Bonnie and Rochelle are super down, unlike Sarah, who's a natural witch, and says, man, oh, thank you to all the badness. A fight happens. Nancy goes <laughs> to the insane asylum. Rochelle and Bonnie still want a little bit of that sweet, sweet magic. And Sarah's cool and has still has her powers. Blessed be. Blessed be. Blessed be. Okay. So, shout out to the craft. I love the craft. <laughs> what a cool movie! A lot of stuff to talk about, obs, but I love it. It's so fun and silly. Feruza Balk is an absolute star. Like, way to go! I mean, all of them are. Rachel True, Nev Campbell, Robin, T- Robin, Robin Tunney, Tunney, Tunney. Anyways, I just said that name for the first time today in this moment right now. Hi, they're all so <laughs> good in this. Um. What do I start with? Okay. Um, I know. That's how I feel. I'm like, okay. When, whenever yes. whenever in a movie, it starts off with like, in a lot of these 90s movies, it's like, if somebody's moving to a new town, like whenever I see a glimpse into like this family or this person's life and they're like, my life's so hard. It's always in the biggest, most expensive, lavish, oh interesting, beautiful, gorgeous home you've ever fucking seen in your life. And they're like, ugh, only seven rooms. Like, Shut up. What a dump. There's Shut a up, leak in the coward. roof. Oh my God, dad. So like, silly. What are you talking about? The and then it goes like Nancy how- later on is living <laughs> in a trailer, like yeah. a one bedroom trailer with a horrible, yeah. awful mom and a horrible, awful, um, not mom. So yeah, ugh. I did. I, yeah. so I liked it as a juxtaposition of like, whatever but at the same time i'm like who's this rich girl moving into this rich house like i don't 
care. But at the same time, I do because I do like her character and I'm like on board. Um, but my notes were just like, wow, okay, what a house. Go off. I like, <laughs> I feel so bad for your life. Like, stop it. Not that wealth has anything to do with goodness at all. Like, obviously, she has problems. Obviously, things are going, whatever. Obviously, she's lonely. Obviously, she's sad. But there's a level of like, sweetie, there's eight rooms. <laughs> yeah and i think that's like so there there's like a distinction in this film between a natural witch and people who have to try at it so in that same way like not only is sarah wealthy and you know comes from this family who's fine who like lets her go off and do whatever and you know like uh, she's drinking on the roof with some dude and i'm just like okay like but um (laughs) So not only is she, like, privileged in that sense, but she's also privileged when it comes to, like, her powers, too. So, like, these other, yes. like, you know, so the other women, like, they've been trying at it for a really long time. And then she comes in and is kind of a Mary Sue about it, where she's just like, oh, yeah, I'm great at this. I'm great at everything I try. And I got the guy. And I did this. And I did this, you know? Yeah. And so I was I was super down for them trying to, like, fix the things or get the things that they these women don't have that they want like and hers was love okay whatever she wants this guy to like her right whereas yeah. like the other women it was like uh one was really self-conscious about her skin even though nobody could see it right she felt ugly because she had those burns right and then the yeah. other one was a victim of racism the other one was a victim yeah. of cyclical abuse and so they're they're trying to fix these things that or or confront these things through magic because there is no other way for them to do it right so they're trying to use it as a way to to better themselves and their positions, whereas she's just like, oh, yeah, I want love. And in that same way, I, I hated that. <sighs> okay. Uh, I have so much. I, I love um, that we just <laughs> off to the races. Yes, go. I'm so into fucking it. Fucking off. Okay. I fucking hated that these women that are just trying to give themselves like a leg up they have to create their own opportunities they have to create their like you know open their own doors they have to you know figure out how they're going to get past these things and so female ambition right and then it goes to their head this power once once the woman has uh once she has no burns then suddenly she's like yeah whatever fuck everybody right and yeah. then you know once uh racism is suddenly fixed it's like oh well whatever like fuck everybody right once like you know the other girl like has a and so it's just like that's fucked up that's not at all what this is about like female ambition is not about like abusing that power or when women have no struggle then they become bitches that's not how this should be portrayed and i was really fucking disappointed in that and i was also super disappointed in the fact that like this is a really fucking terrible portrayal of female friendship and like a lot of the the stuff that i read on this was like uh douglas wick who was the film's producer sees this film as a metaphor for young women coming into their sexuality and i was like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) and then it was like he also said i was very aware that uh witchcraft is an age-old metaphor for talking about female empowerment and then like uh, it was fucking screen rant i think that um said at the core of this film the story is about teenage girls finding themselves and discovering their inner power and that's not 
that's not what it is at all. Like it's when you when you look at it, like the women see this new girl, Sarah, and they're kind of predatory about how they go up to her. Right. They're like, you know, like, yes. hey, hey, we want you. Hey, this guy's trash. Hey, this like, OK, cool. Like, you know, look out for her. Be like, hey, that guy's trash. But also like they're just like, come with us. And also we're going to go steal things. And also we're going to do this. And also and then this and then this. And they only want her there to complete the coven. Because Nancy fucking hates her, basically, right? And yeah. the other two are just like, oh, well, you know, you're cool. You're a weirdo like us. And then at the end or like in the middle when they start, you know, power starts going to their head or their ambition is satisfied. And so now they, they need to get more or whatever. Sarah starts to question. She's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't. And they're like, whatever. You're so lame. Oh, my God. Right. And they like turn into like the antithesis of what they were fighting against. And it's like, yeah. OK, cool. And then they like start like fucking bullying her. And I really want to get into uh what they did, like how they bullied her with like suicide and stuff like that. I thought that was incredibly fucked up. Oh, but, uh, well, so that ad- that added to the severity of the, th- the of the horror element, like the the the, the, se- yeah. the the severity at which that Nancy is magically gaslighting her and manipulating her to what she sees and and telling her that she's going to like die by suicide that night. Like it's all fucked up. And I mean, I remember too watching this as a kid, like those moments were particularly horrifying because of the lack of autonomy. Right. It's like Nancy is taking away all any ounce of personal choice in the matter. It's just all. Yeah. So it's fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And then, like, in the end, it's Sarah versus all three of them, and then ultimately her versus Nancy. But, like, Nancy ends up in the insane asylum, right? And then the other two, we see them come up later, like, at the end. And it's not just to say, like, hey, I'm sorry that this whole thing sucked, you know, like, let's be friends or whatever. It's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Also, do you want to do magic? Do you still have magic? And, like... Then when she, like, kind of shows them, like, she says, no, I don't, and get the fuck out, like, even though she does have it or whatever, then they're like, oh, okay, whatever, and they fucking run away. So this movie was not about fucking friendship at all. This was about no. opportun- opportunism. I can fucking talk. Um. <laughs> well, to, to add to that point about that this movie is largely about uh, opportunistic, like, ideals or, or, like, opportunism in general... The concept or the idea going back to the 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 structure that is a conversation of privilege, whereas Sarah is the person of privilege coming to the space, not only in of looks, but of wealth, of of, of physical attributes, of, of, of everything. Um, she's a natural witch. She doesn't have to try. It comes completely easy to her. She has everything the home is want. huge. She has wealth. She has literally everything. Um, instead of playing with the concept there and and arguing that like because 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 this story kind of reinforces that idea that like only the good ones are chosen or of privilege it kind of just reinforces Mm -hmm. that like the 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 concept of like oh well god chose me to do this or like i am a chosen one very classist yeah it felt very classist in that way where it's like if we're looking at it from that theme i would wish that those who are not of privilege, say Nancy, had even a bigger turnover because there is the the sort of the act turn when her stepdad or her mom's boyfriend uh, dies and they inherit like hundred 
like some $300,000 or something wild, right? Mm -hmm. There is that moment of like, oh, this is going to be good. Like she's had this horrible life and she's finally like coming into her power, not only personally, but coming into her power in a physical way and in a way that's like monetary and will help her um, achieve things that she wants anymore. And she's not going to be abused. Yeah, she, every everything positive is coming for her in a way that she didn't expect and brings her joy. I think that's amazing. But, I mean, subsequently, it just like all that goes out the window because she gets, quote unquote, drunk with power um, when right she embodies too. Manon. And it's right away. So to me, I wish there, I mean, for a horror film, I love that it goes kind of from zero to 60 with her just in chaotic form but if we are looking at the themes of privilege and sort of the classist structures within the movie yes i wish that that didn't happen i wish there was more nuance to it i wish there was more of a conversation and also there were levels of like with um with rochelle and the sort of racist uh not sort of overtly racist um what is her name christine taylor Lord Lizzie, um, the other girl from the team. Like, I wish they had dug into that a little bit more. And I know that, like, there was some level of, like, anti-racist action of the friends who were like, oh, yeah, fuck her. She's a piece of shit. Let's curse her. And I'm like, yeah, go off. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, but I, it. But I wish that there was, like... I don't know. Give me more. Give me more of that story. I feel like it was so short and it just kind of happened and ended and that was it you know what i mean i feel like with these characters who are not of privilege or class there i wanted more i wanted it to be more nuanced and i wanted more of it yeah absolutely and like along that same lines too like there's the whole like whatever you send out will come back to you times three like yeah and but in like bad ways right so like these women are like by magic itself are by using it are going to be punished for for what they do regardless basically that felt very gross to me and it felt very gross that she let sarah was the one at the end that still maintained the power it felt it felt very privileged it felt very like this needs to stay with people that you know inherently know right from wrong the the fact that it ended with her still having her powers still being in a place of privilege moving she hasn't changed at all nothing about her has changed Except mm-hmm. for the fact that these other people who didn't have what she had are still just are are like in that last scene when they're just like, oh, I bet she doesn't even have power. They're conspiring about the idea of wealth and privilege of power in this way that feels very uh, shaming of people without it. It feels very like, wait, why is that? Why are they doing that? Like you haven't you like this person who. They came into the story with this privilege and this this in, in this inherent power and they left with the very same thing. It feels like nothing with her really changed. The only thing that she did was catalyze the change of those around her for the worse in a way that demonizes uh, the underprivileged. And it felt, yeah, thinking yeah. about it more, I'm like, oh, ew. I mean, obviously I love it. But- yeah, like when I, <laughs> when I was like going through my notes, I was like, oh, 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 you know, because like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm take lots of notes while we're going through this and i'm just like fuck like i have them separated into like uh just the coven itself you know and like like i was talking about how like women have to steal and cheat their way to acceptance and have to create their own opportunities but then are demonized for that because ambition is bad um and then like like also 
like they absolve themselves of blame a lot like oh it's not our fault he was gonna hurt you so we did this so it's fine whatever right um and like at the end like they're still kind of looking for a man to save them so uh like i got the impression that manon was uh, a male god or spirit or whatever right and i got like witchy prince charming vibes and i was like i I don't know if i like that you know again for like this very like like we're talking about like um i i've said it before but like a patronizing view of female empowerment right uh yes so like then like pre-coven before like we get into witchy stuff like i the things that i i at first i was like fuck yes i love these guys great because like they're women empowering each other and exploring their power like allowing themselves to be vulnerable and let their friends carry some of the weight of their trauma like when they notice her um sarah's the slits on her wrist right and they're like oh what what happened and she's like oh i i slipped my wrists and then like they're they were like i'm so sorry and they like took a minute to like you know for 90s right to be like wow like you know that i'm sorry that you had that experience and then, yeah. like, from there, uh, move on. But then, like, once the whole, like, coven thing happened, it was just, like, they were all super dismissive of all the people that were dying and all the shit that they were doing. And they were, like, whatever. This is all about me. Fuck everybody. Which, cool. Yeah. Like, but also, like, it was just, like, demonized in such a way that made it just, like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. And and then they were, like, in the old days, like, a witch that betrayed her coven would be killed. And I was just, like, wait what what even what happened you guys were all like so cool and were cool like being individuals and then all of a sudden now you're yeah i'm gonna so going back to you said like manon was just like a male presence well i mean man is in the name man on like man yeah like (laughs) it's you're you're summoning like the power of manon like I mean, who knows? But it it feels like it's very like surface text. But even then, it's when that spirit sort of enters the realm of the friendship of the coven of the craft itself. That's when they start not giving a shit and sort of just being like, whatever, me, 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 which kind of talking about it more. I'm like, I mean, I'm not going to give it this much credence but the moment that they invite this spirit because it is when they do like the I drink of my sisters and ask to not hate those who hate me I drink of my sisters and ask to love myself more and allow myself you know like they're sitting and having the the picnic and then the butterflies and like it's Manan he's here he's listening it's after that when everything goes fucked that's when the friendship starts falling apart and that's when Sarah's kind of like hey y'all what's up Things are kind of getting wild. And then the love spell starts freaking out. And what's his name is just a piece of shit rapist. And like, it's a whole thing. And then Nancy is just like, yeah. I'm going to do that to him. And then they're like, why stop Nancy? What the fuck? Like, uh, what are you doing? And then like, I lost my shit when she made herself look like Sarah. I was like, what the fuck though? Like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I, so that scene is so fucked up, but cool. Cause that the line where like, um, what is his name? Chris, Chris oh. Hooker. So, yes. So when, yeah, uh, when, uh, like he gets off the bed after, um, after Nancy changes her form back to Nancy, he's like, what the fuck is happening? And then that's when Sarah like walks in. It's a whole thing. And then what does Chris say? He's like, you're just jealous to Nancy. And Nancy's response is like, jealous, jealous. You don't even exist to me. I was like, <laughs> 
Yes. That was a good line. It's, yeah. And her her reading of it too was like fucking brutal. It was so like, she's just so manic and wild. And it's just like, I just like her saying the words, you, you don't even exist to me. I was like, that's brutal. That's so fucking cool. I'm so excited about it. Oh, I love her. So she did good. such a great job in this film. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it, on the same note of oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I I do think that largely it is when they invoke that spirit, this male energy into the coven. That's I mean that's just when things fall apart. That's when everything is catalyzed into the umpteenth degree. That's when, I mean, in that moment, yes. But then Nancy takes it the step further when they're on the beach, right? So they're in the woods. They do the first time. They get the power. Then they're at the beach because they're doing it. Well, I forget what exactly what, like why they're doing it again. They're doing it more. And then that's when like they all wake up and Nancy's like walking on water back to them. And she's like, I am a nun and he is me. And you're like, okay, queen, uh, <laughs> let's go home. And she's like, no, let me go show you all my dead sharks. And they're like, what? And then they walk over there and she's like, they're Isn't so beautiful. Th- aren't they beautiful? And we're just like, okay, cool. Go off Nancy, I guess. But it's it's yeah. it's all largely because of Manon and, and that energy that enters not only these individual people, but the friendship as it as a coven, as a craft of togetherness, that's when it's torn apart. Because there is that yeah. kind of beautiful moment at the end of the first like first act into the second act when they're hanging out and doing cool stuff and they're doing light as a feather, stiff as a board, we're having fun, we're goofing, we're mm-hmm. like sleepover vibes, like we're we're chilling, like we're bet we're buddies. We're hanging out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's only interrupted by Manon. A man. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So like the only way to fix their problems is through a man who then also destroys their lives, who gives them everything back times three. Wow. Yeah. They think true. They they think they need the power of the patriarchy when in fact the power of the patriarchy is what will destroy them. Uh, Yeah. I like that. Maybe. I don't know. Also, yeah, because because no, it's it's way more overt in the next one, but in this one, I don't yeah. know if that's it. Is I that don't speculative? think they meant to do that. I yeah. think this was. Um, I mean, Douglas Wick like straight up said this is a a metaphor about women you know, coming into their sexuality. Yeah. What the Which fuck is, are you even talking about? Like that's the most what boring the fuck? straight. That's the most boring straight cis male thing I've ever heard in my life. Just like also, did you're you gonna, like you you're made this, this movie? For me? Yeah. So I can un- so I can figure out my sexuality, dude, like uh like <laughs> You know what okay. is you know what is these girls coming into their sexuality? The moment that Farusa Balk wears both a spiked choker and a candy but, necklace. Yes. She's but, wearing both yes. at the same time and I'm like, that is sick. That is queer canon. Uh I'm so sorry, but that is like exactly everything for me. It's so good. I just oh, yeah. I was I'm so totally obsessed. Crushing. I'm yeah. just well. I'm just obsessed with the choice, like spiky choker, <laughs> black leather metal spikes, and a candy necklace. I'm like, yes, yes. Oh my god, yes. I, of course. I have a note here. Uh, I'm gonna need all of these looks right now. Yeah, like, same. Deposited into my closet, please and thank yep. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. I mean, I want to look like that. I want to wear 17 rosary necklaces and a tank top with some combat boots. I want to look like I just got out of Catholic school and I'm going to Nirvana concert. I'm ready. I want to go back to Chris as the love interest because 
I, I mostly want to talk about, we know that he's an asshole. We know that he's super shitty. I fucking hated that he was super pissed that she wouldn't go to his house and bone him. Uh, oh, yeah. And then, like, all of that. I, I hated all of that. But also, I fucking hated that at the, like, somewhere towards the end, Sarah says that um, he was really a good guy underneath it all. Did you catch that line? I did not. Um, that's gross. And also Sarah's wrong. Unfortunately, in this case, Sarah is incorrect. In a lot of these types of films that are supposed to be female empowerment and putting men down or everything, there's always like one, there's always like a line that slipped in there that's like, you know, where the woman apologizes, like, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Or where there's like a line that's like, oh, but he was really good underneath, you know? And it's like, what the fuck do you mean he was good underneath? There was nothing. Also, there was hella apologizing in this on like, they're like, oh yeah, this is about female empowerment. But there was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. And like, well, like you said, it's like it's like writing a movie about the idea that it's not this woman's fault. And then it's like, that's the whole crux of the movie. And then at the end, her being like, quietly, JK, it's my fault. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, mm. <laughs> like a throwaway line. So like the writer is like, this isn't about me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it sucked. I hated that line. It, it bugged me so bad. Going back to like them being friends. I love I mean, those are my favorite parts of the movie is them being friends and like the whole we are the weirdos, mister, them getting off the bus uh, and going into the like just like having an adventure with your friends, allowing yourself to just kind of like exist without much pressure. And I mean, also, there's a level of just like sort of lackadaisical day to day that a lot of I, I, I feel like this is rude to say that a lot of like young people like you don't have any problems. That's not true. Young people have plenty of shit, but um, there's a level of like having that freedom to just kind of like be whimsical and explore in ways that I feel like as you get older, you lose. Right. So watching them go on that yeah. adventure where they're like on the bus and those little kids are staring at them and she's just like staring back. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is such a fit, like a 16 year old adventure. And then the bus driver saying something and you saying something snarky back. I mean, like, eh. and I'm like, yes, this is so good. And then. Uh, drinking wine in the woods. I was like, yep, same. Yeah. So did I. All of that was my favorite. Like that kind of like first-ish act was like just so great. I was like, I'm fucking on board. I love this. This is so great. And then like just, yeah, like it just kind of degraded from there. And I I just can't get that, that quote out of my mind. I'm like, what are you trying to say about female sexuality it's like what are it's, you but that part of me thinks that that answer was a response like i maybe he just didn't see the movie like i maybe he wasn't paying attention i was just like oh there's four girls in their teens yeah it's about female friendship because it's such a it's such yeah. a surface level i'm not watching this what is it supposed to look like four friends well it okay female friendship made. <laughs> or female like sexuality this, uh, you know, like yeah, this almost wasn't released because a bunch of movies for adults were coming out and people were like, uh, no, pass. And so then they were like, oh, yeah, but we can sell this to teenage girls. And they're like, oh, OK, whatever. But then what did it was the shot of them walking up and looking fucking badass and empowered. And then they were like, OK, yeah, I got this. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll we'll put this shit out. But like it was there specifically like this was engineered to be empowering but it wasn't empowering at all 
Like it it was it was empowering. Okay. The the ending was was not empowering. It was great to yeah. see these women get all of this and to do all of that, but like the the movie did not do justice to the empowerment that they were trying to create. Yes, exactly. So there are levels of like literal within the movie, literal empowerment by way of Manon, right? Like like not even just like emotional empowerment. I'm feeling confident. It's like literal, I'm given powers by this other spirit. So there's like these levels of taking justice into your own hands with that empowerment with this newfound autonomy and and using it to sort of deal the justice that you 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 don't see dealt in the world when you are the victim of circumstance or bullying or abuse or whatever you want to be in charge of that but then in the way of saying like yes that's beautiful and that's good like you i love that i love seeing that strength i love seeing the strength of character the strength of person like to be able to turn that situation and say, I am now in charge, I'm doing this, and I am confident in doing that. But then amplifying each one of those individual storylines into a way that makes that person seem bad or big air quotes crazy or Mm -hmm. psychotic or disgusting or abusive, like that's when it does the disservice to the point that it's trying to make about empowerment. When you're saying, because you're essentially saying giving people in this case women too much power is bad sort of subtextually Mm -hmm. that's what you're trying to argue within the story so in the moments when they're like doling out justice to these bad people i'm like yeah 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 and then we scoot forward to them abusing that power and being bad it's like okay so now you're just saying that we shouldn't give voices to women cool got it yeah it's like as soon as they have the resources and the means you know it's like oh well fuck them they're super bad now and also they never cared about like there was actually no sisterhood there was no sort of like bonding and i was just like i hate you (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was it it was a really gross gross uh turn i mean so contextually it was gross and thematically agreed it was gross uh cinematically I loved it because yes. I mean it 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 uh um sort of like rapidly accelerates the plot into this like bizarre landscape of nightmare and of like what is good and bad and and like it, it makes these who we thought were good bad like it it amplifies it to the point where it needs to go to be this like sort of fun horror movie or this fun like thriller um yeah because without it it wouldn't have been that scary i like the scary aspects but again contextually writing wise what it's trying to say under the surface is not good but well and i think that like having a woman on the writing team right or something which like that the next one does this, so well which, with, exactly yep. and so yep. so that's what like i feel like this was a great baseline and you could see what happened and you could see okay cool like how can we do this better and i feel like in almost every way the next one just elevated this and was like oh we see this and so they they fixed a lot of that type of problematic writing and you know like because like if dudes are writing this and especially in like the 1990s they don't know what female friendship is you know and what do we see what do they see on tv and it's like this is like the era of like the battle of the sexes was like this big game and all this (laughs) other stuff right so it's just like fuck this but like so of course this is what he thinks it looks like of course yes it really did a disservice to the idea that it was trying to lift up. Um, it, it did such a bad job in that way 
But I'm actually, so I'm looking down here. I'm reading. It's what does it say? Yeah, so it does say that this movie was iconic, um, even <laughs> apart from all of that badness. Uh, there are so many levels to this movie that are just good, so good, and so fun, and just like great, good, great, good, great, good movie all around. <laughs> but um, what was it there? I wrote a bunch of quotes. Oh, when uh, Fruzabalk, when Nancy leaves the room when they're trying to do magic, this is like the first time we're getting a glimpse of like her being mad or like being upset in some regard that like everyone else is getting their power, but she's she's like not coming into hers. Like she's not getting her day. She's not getting her due diligence sort of. Um, mm-hmm. That's when, so she leaves and then Rochelle's like, her spell's not working. I think she said she didn't want to be white trash anymore. And I'm like, you're white, honey. Just deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's such a, it's such a fantastic line. Where she's like, I think she just doesn't want to be white trash anymore. And I'm just like, girl, you're white. What do you want? <laughs> it's just the way it's going to be. I, it's just a great line. Oh my god, Christine Taylor was an absolute trash monster villain in this. Laura, the, uh, Rochelle's swim or diving teammate, yes, was an absolute one. I. As as a child, like none of that resonated. Like even the words she used didn't resonate in any particular way because I was just so unfamiliar. But rewatching this, I was like, "Fuck this!" Like when her hair's oh, and then later, okay, later when she's like, Rochelle's feeling bad when she keeps seeing that her hair keeps falling out and she's feeling bad. I'm like, no. Why no, are you feeling don't. bad? Like why don't feel why bad. why are you writing into this movie that like she should feel bad about this? Like you you wrote this. Do you see what she said earlier? Did you see what she's done? What she continues to do and perpetuates and is allowed to continue to do in this white society? And like, enabled by all and, of the professors. Because all of by, these yeah, all and, of the shitty behavior is like just kind of like, oh shut up, you know, like be quiet yeah. the whole fucking yeah. time. And I'm like, really? <laughs> really truly and so that to me i was just like when it's when there's this scene of like her she's horrified by what she's done i'm like absolutely the fuck not honestly when she stands up to leave you should trip her on the way out too fuck her like fuck her Mm -hmm. twice she's such a piece of shit like i don't feel bad i'm happier i'm happy she's sad i'm happy she feels like shit she should feel like shit and she should know it's because she's a piece of shit racist like that's just but i just (laughs) i didn't I did, that was Ugh. an element of the story that I was like bummed out that they wrote in that Rochelle starts to feel bad. I'm like, I mean, again, yeah. whatever, it's her own feelings and she can feel however she wants to. But from an outsider's perspective on this story, fuck her totally. Rochelle should have done more, threefold or whatever. Like she should have done a million times worse, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Lizzie, uh, the character Lizzie played by Christine Taylor, shout out, you suck. Uh, she deserved way worse. Um, so they, uh, this film also like hired a wicked daddy to like give them an accurate representation of what witchcraft is and what, wi- oh, what wicked is. Um, yeah. so they like, and I thought that that was like a really interesting, uh, not daddy. It wasn't a wicked daddy. It was a wicked priest, whatever. But, um, yeah. but like they, so they ended up like, cause they wanted to get it as close to the real thing as possible. And so like he, in an interview that he, the consultant had with it, he said that most of his suggestions were, uh, were taken. So that, 
was cool, I thought, because, like, I feel like so often, like, especially when dealing with, like, witchcraft or, like, any religion other than, like, Christianity, <laughs> like, yeah. um, we get, like, these really caricaturized versions of what they're supposed to be. So I yeah. liked that they went that extra mile. And also, Nancy in real life is a Wiccan. So, and oh. she... Uh, she bought and owned a Wicca shop in L.A. for, like, years. I think she sold it in, like, 2001 or whatever. But she, oh. she was a practicing Wiccan and still is from what I read. Okay. So, can like, you, I thought that can that you, was really cool. Can you imagine being a teen watching the craft and then being like, do you guys want to go to Feruza Balk's Wiccan shop? Oh, my God. And then God. getting to go there oh and her being God. there. And you buying, like, say, I don't know, a Book of the Dead from Feruza Balk in her Wiccan shop. Or what if you like steal it because dream. she stole it in the craft and then she couldn't oh, yeah. get mad at you because, okay, if you and me <laughs> were in high school in LA in the 90s, yes. we absolutely would have fucking done that and it would have been yeah. the, like with the candy, uh, the candy choker and the dog collar and the whole thing, Obsessed. it would have been the best fucking day of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, true to, true to form though, it, like I would have thought I was looking like hella sick, but what I would have really been wearing was a polo, some Junko jeans, and then like the three level spiky armband bracelet that's like a rocker watch or whatever, but without the watch. Uh-huh. Um, and a I would have been band. looking hella fucking sick and I would have been like, yeah, <laughs> I belong here. The- I would have been in my bondage pants and my, um, you know, the the haircut where it's like, long in the front and then short in the back and then the thing and then i i totally had that and i would have had those pants and my doc martens that were like yeah. not the right ones they were like the knockoff ones <laughs> oh love yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and like just a bunch of safety pins everywhere for no reason mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it would have been so cute we would have actually got we- a lot of those people like yeah and oh, it was like probably one of the sweetest things that's ever happened in her life I would have. That's, I, would, I mean, yeah. oh. we we walk in there and we pretend not to see her, and then we just like walk up the counter. And we're like, um, so yeah, do you like listen to the Offspring or like what? <laughs> or like, have you like, have you heard of have you heard of them? Oh, okay. Have you sick. heard of like, the Cure? I'm just like wondering. Like, anyway, do you um, have incense? Ooh, also super <laughs> gross, super 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 gross. Um, most of like the bugs and reptiles and rats and stuff were real. Were hella real. They were fucking Go real. In that's great i was wondering yeah. that because that scene when she, it's like making her hallucinate all like the scorpions and the maggots and the snakes and the spiders i was just like this looks fucking wild so they were all real yeah and yeah. like i could not if like i would have loved okay if i ever did acting or whatever and like actually pursued that like i wanted to and i was offered this role i'd be like fuck yeah um but I would need a body double for all of those scenes, please, because oh. I do not, I do not do bugs or spiders yeah. or like but all I mean, of those fucking. Tr- part of that too, I'm like, oh yeah, channel it, channel this like literal, actual fear, and just play it. <laughs> like, go, I, good for her. I'm sure she was like actually scared. Some of these moments where she looks scared, I'm like, I bet she was really scared. <laughs> oh, I, I would bet be, she was. Yeah, I wouldn't be acting. I would be like, give me the fuck away from this. I'm trying to leave. I'd just be terrified. Yeah, it's, it's so gross and scary. Um, what else do we have to say? I don't know. Like, I I had practically no notes on anybody except for like Nancy and the Coven themselves and Rochelle. Like, 
there wasn't really a lot to Sarah. I feel like Sarah and Lily in the next one who plays the natural witch, um, I feel like they were purposely made as like kind of like a slate, like that, like kind yes. of like a blank boring slate so you could project yourself yeah. onto them. Um, and that worked really well for me in the second one in the end. Cause, yes. Yeah. <laughs> should we just go, should we hop into the next one? Yeah, I'm going to go to the next okay, one. Okay, cool. After moving to a new town with her mom and encountering some unexplainable occurrences, Lily Schechner is trying her best to fit into her new school. She finds herself being targeted by the school gross boy and is simultaneously recruited by Tabby, Lords, and Frankie, the resident school witches. The young women form a coven and begin to experiment with varying degrees of magic, which ultimately escalates to a woke spell on the sad jerk who, it turns out, has hella trauma and really needs a good friend. Meanwhile, daddy of the house, Adam Harrison, is indoctrinating vulnerable young men to his gross, toxic, hella problematic patriarchal cult. Oh no, what's this? Mom's new boyfriend, Adam, was a secret warlock trying to steal her daughter's powers? Why, you ask? There's a prophecy and she's really the daughter of Nancy from the first movie? What the fuck? Anyways, daddy's dead thanks to female friendship. Shout out to my witches. And Lily finds her real mom and scene. Blessed be. Blessed be. Blessed be, y'all. Blessed be. Um. Okay. So off the bat, I do want to say... I absolutely love this remake. Um, remake, retelling, it's, it's sequel. It's a continuation. It's a continuation. Well, yeah. I will argue that it's both because it, it's both. It's yeah. both, right? Because it follows the same tropes as the first one. Like plot wise, it's nearly identical in the way that it does. They change some things, obviously, and then they add that element of like, <gasps> Nancy's her mom. What? So then it's like I was oh, so fucking sequel, stoked. Which so fucking stoked. The only thing I wasn't stoked about that is why did they wait until the last five seconds of the movie to bring Feruza Bulk back? Like Queen. Because they want a sequel. They were just talking I about know. a sequel the other day. Ugh. And it bumps and me. And I'm out. fucking here for it. Because I'm like, you could have given us more. Bring her into her I dreams. I know. Why am I having dreams about this strange person? It's Feruza Bulk. Give me some screams in a dream. That's it. I needed 30 more minutes of this movie because I feel like, so I really, okay, I loved this movie and I loved a lot of the stuff they were trying to do. And especially right now, like, you know, with everything that's happening with this patriarchal ass, whatever, like just seeing like these young women kick fucking ass, like, and the, the villain being patriarchy itself was just like, yeah. I, it was so, it was cheesy. I was fucking here for it. I was here for all those Avatar yeah. Airbender moves. I was here for so much of this. But yeah, I needed, uh, I wanted a little bit more on, uh, on the cults. I wanted a little bit more, uh, like depth on the other characters besides, yeah. like, cause this is, this is an incredibly Lily heavy film. Um, but yeah, or like go into, yeah, like you said, like she's having dreams. There's like a mention of a prophecy and I was like, what is this prophecy? What the fuck? And when Adam turned from mom to Adam to whatever, I was like, oh no, oh no, this is Nancy. This is Nancy. Nancy got out and so, Nancy is shape shifting and doing the thing because he's all about snakes and shit. And I was like, fucking this is it. But I still love, I still love the, how Nancy is in it. And I just I need more. So I literally have like four different moments in my notes when I was watching it where I was like, oh my God, is this Feruza Bulk? Is she coming back right mm-hmm, now? Mm-hmm. 
is she about to show up? Am I about to see her? And then she doesn't. And I'm like, okay, next time. And then it's like the moment when it's like the mom, but it's like Manon. And I, I, I was like, oh my God, that's Fru's book. Oh my God, this is where she's it's introduced. A, and then the and transformation then not, looks yeah, like her for a second. It does. Oh. And then it's not her. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And then by the time it's like the movie's over, she's like, I want to see my mom, please. And I'm like, Okay, now, uh, I guess she's back, whatever. I was really excited. I still love her and I'm really <laughs> pumped. I will say, going into this movie, I went through a little bit of a journey at the beginning. So there's like them in the car driving. Oh my God, this is my song. It's Alanis Morissette. Okay, 90s throwback. We get it. It's a remake. That already was, I was just kind of like, mm, this is fine. I don't know how I feel about this. The way the mom says all the feels kind of, threw me off too she's like oh it's giving me all the feels i was just kind of like i don't know about this i'm so nervous i'm so nervous about what's happening no but but the thing is like to me it didn't feel like her saying that didn't feel like of the world but again i didn't know this world but to me for some reason her saying that i was like that felt wrong and i was like i don't know if it's right i don't know what it is but i was like still on board cool and then it always feels weird when like parents say that though like if they try to say like oh and so like to me it felt awkward in the same way that when like a parent says it i'm like oh god no so, but it's yeah, yeah in that same way where i was like maybe that was what i was supposed to feel i don't know and then there's like i liked when dave duchovny showed up and like he was already a piece of shit bad guy like he really bad vibes the whole time and i was like he's gonna be the villain i love it he's already gross Oh, and what does he stand for? He sells books on for male empowerment and masculinity. I'm like, oh my God, perfect. You're tying the badness to masculinity. This is going to go off. But even then, I was like, I really hope this worked. Like, I didn't want a weird script yeah. to kind of negate any sort of goodness or, or, or triumph of, of what the story is trying to say. So I was like still real hesitant. And then when she throws, uh, what's his name? Timmy? Timmy, yeah. When she throws Timmy, he like tries to touch her and then she like blasts him. I was like, done. I'm on board. Let's do it. Like, I'm so here. <laughs> and then later they're like having a conversation and it's like, they're trying to like beg her to come in. And one of them says like, don't judge. She's a Twilight stand. I'm just like, oh my God. I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, if that would have happened earlier in the movie, I would have been like, I don't know about this. But the fact that everything else happened and then we're getting this kind of like script reading, I was like, oh yeah. Don't judge. She's a Twilight stand. I'm like, shut up. Yes. I'm so <laughs> on board. Okay. And then another, I know I'm like getting ahead of myself. Another line reading when they break into Timmy's house to ca- cast a spell on the, the pillow. And then he show that he shows up at the house and they have to like get out. Um, it's like, we're on the second floor. It's like, yeah, we're going to have to jump. And then Lily, Lily, Lily yeah. says, can't you guys just make us fly or something? And then Frankie's just like, bitch, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like yes. what like yeah we're witches but like what it's just such such a funny moment and i'm so obsessed with the line I reading the bi- like them. there were there were there were these really fun very like of the present uh like these characters felt very real a lot of that like sort of like fun like language um like oh my god pulls out my suspenders that youth language oh, whatever so stupid but you know what it, like i feel so old oh my god i'm only 28 i swear um a lot of that really worked with these characters in a way that felt real and earnest like that moment when she's like can't you just make us fly like that's a 
honest question we're witches is that something i've seen movies and then she's like bitch no jump like i'm not doing that we can't do that yet <laughs> she's like oh wait shit yeah <laughs> i was like that's yeah I, so funny <laughs> i loved that i loved like the interactions i loved how like they like in all of the ways i feel like they felt like a real group and real friends yes. and just real people so like and i feel like they like because of that like they didn't have to do as much work as other films have to do to yeah. like earn moments yeah so like for instance like she has the period that's like everybody like uh, that was one of my worst nightmares in school right yeah. and then fucking on her first day has to run out and they're like hey whatever it's fine here i don't know if these are gonna fit you but it's cool also fuck them like and yeah. then they like turn that into like we're celebrating you because of your like you become a woman and all this other stuff yeah. right so they like like the way that they turn that and then like they also are able to have like those super fun moments like you said and then like go into like deep like deep things where like i love that one of the characters was trans and it was just like i don't have to worry about that and you know like and they just like slip things in there yeah. and i was just like i love that we don't have to have this big like this is like, and I'm struggling or whatever. Like I love that she was just there and she exists and she's yeah. accepted and she's loved. And I, I love that. I love so much of, <sighs> I love, I love that. Yeah. Well, cause that's yeah. one of the things though, is like, I feel like a lot of people would be like, Oh, there was just too much happening. It's like, no, that's how you, in that's how you write an inclusive story. And on top of that, the story is largely not about her. So like, it doesn't have to necessarily be a story about transness or a story about gender mm -hmm. in general, but the fact that she was there was fucking awesome. And also everything that we talk about, about like casting people for roles, like the actor herself, she's trans. Like, yes, yes cast yes! like this is exactly what you do. And the way it was written was perfect. Her transness existed. It's a part of the conversation, but not in a way that is, propifying where that's her whole character that's yeah that's not the whole character it's also not propifying her transness or her gender it's also not it's not um um tokenizing it in any particular way it just mm -hmm. it i mean that's who she is she's it's part of her identity and i think that it's just it was really well done um i also just loved her character although i feel like halfway through the movie she got less and less lines which i was a little like wait no <laughs> Lord's come back. Everybody except Lily. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which was that sucked. to some degree fine because I get that like she's the outlier and she's kind of what we're following the story about. But um, to, to, to add to what you were saying about like how this movie really flowed well and, and allowed itself to develop a friendship and the friendship was kind of the basis in a more believable way than the first one was. We get this like clock stoppers montage of them stopping time in the cafeteria and then them at a sleepover and then them on like a trip <laughs> and then them doing this and then doing that. And, and it's like maybe a month's passed. Who knows? But they've become friends. They're more comfortable with each other now than they've ever been, than we've ever seen them. They're friends. I believe it. This montage just showed me. And now I'm on board and I'm invested. And so later too, like when there is a rift in the friendship and they have to kind of like, like there, there's the initial like binding or whatever. I liked how in this one, it was a con it was a conversation about consent. Like, yes. Yes. So where yes. It was, the last one was just kind of like, oh, we're just going to go bad. We're going to do bad stuff. This was talking about the, the badness of a non-consensual act. And so 
with her adding a, they were like, oh, well, you added a love spell and that's why he's dead. So he had double spelled and he got messed up and that's the whole thing. And they're like, we don't, like, that's fucked up. But then on top of that, for Tabby to then, as soon as that conversation's over, they're the, the other three, after Lily's gone and has been sort of like, she's not a part of the group anymore, they're having a conversation and Tabby says, well, are we any better than her? Like, we yeah. also put a curse on somebody and it was not consensual and they did not know about it. So what she did is no better than what we did. And so having an earnest conversation about intent, about consent, about what mm-hmm. that means, and then them choosing to bind themselves. I was like, this movie. I loved that. Go into it. Yeah, no, I just, it felt more earnest. It felt more real. It just also felt like. Felt like they were talking about real tangible things and actual issues and not just like, I'm going to be mean. And you're just like, okay, cool. Not to say that the first one did that, but it did. Um, but the craft, but I mean, the did. first one's great. But this one did it in a very, in a much more concise way, it felt like. And I just, I loved those elements of it. I mean, these women can, like, they are arguably significantly more powerful than the women in the first film, right? Yeah. They are able to literally stop time and to fly and to do all this other stuff, right? And, like, the way that they explore that together and the way that they use that together and then that they also hold themselves accountable and, like, don't excuse themselves. Are they, like, because yeah. in the first one, they made excuses for, like, well, he was going to hurt you, so I had to, you know? Yeah. And, like, in this one, they're like, I mean, regardless of what was happening, this was not consensual and, you know, we're not better. And, you know, yeah. I I think we need to take a break. They were, like, I- instead of just being, like, I'm not talking to you anymore or whatever, like, they were actually, like, having this conversation and saying this and saying, like, if we're not going to use this responsibly, we don't, we shouldn't be using it at all, you know? Yeah, so exactly. they they didn't have to have, um, there, I loved that the big bad or, you know, like that the conflict didn't necessarily come from women hating other women, but it came from the, this feels like it's coming from such a deeper place and such a deeper place in friendship too, like where you're able to be critical of you and your friends and of your friendships. And that's actually a yeah. part of being a good friend, you know? So I, I really, really, really loved that. And I part of the reason I think they were more powerful right from the beginning was because they were already empowered, right? Just as women. They, you know, they weren't looking to like fix themselves. They were just like, okay, look, I have this, whatever, it's fine. This is who I am. So they yeah. they accepted themselves and were empowered in a in a, a different sort of way that I think has come from, you know, like craft 1990s is very like that is exactly how i felt or like not exactly how i felt but like that's what it felt like to be a woman in high school whereas like here it's like there's so much more that we're able to see and consume and to be empowered by and there's like uh so many more resources for like language and how to use it and so like i i was just really happy to see that change and you know and to see that they weren't ever shitty to each other you know like that was never a thing they never went low and they used their powers to also help other people like you know um help uh lgbtq people that were being bullied to you know like and then they were like oh cool to shame other girls fuck that you know like well all the shit with timmy i thought was really interesting like on top of having a discussion about like 
trans female identity. They're also having a conversation about bi erasure, which I was yeah. like, this movie's really getting into everything. This is amazing. Like in, in not in a way that's like, it's, it's, trivial. it's, it's, it's not trivial. It's, it's like very clear and concise. And it's also not the main point. It's just a small part of like, I just, I liked, I, I liked that. Like Timmy also the whole woke Timmy thing was so funny. I thought that that I was so that. cute. I was just like, <laughs> I love yeah, that. good. I love this. Was, oh, yeah. That party scene was so funny when it's like, oh my God, Princess Nokia. I was like, this is so silly. I'm so into this <laughs> very fun, silly thing. Um, yeah. And so like him being like, oh, I fooled around with Isaiah. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah. And then to go into, and then people just assume I'm gay. And he's like, but that's not it. He's like, I like girls too. And that's part of it. It's like, I can't, I can't be both. I have to be one thing in the eyes of all of these people. And that's why like Isaiah is like ignoring me. And that's why I'm like really struggling with this. And he's like, I'm so happy that I can say this, but it's like literally talking about how bi people are constantly being erased because either they're in a, 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 a gay presenting relationship. So they are considered gay or they're in a heteronormative looking relationship so they're straight like there's never nuance to be queer in and of itself it's only one or the other and i like how yeah him coming out part of the struggle is being like i i I don't fit into either one completely i'm both but people don't get that which is literally by erasure (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) so cool i loved it ah obsessed yeah absolutely and i feel like that's a story that we don't get a lot of or if we do get it then it's it feels cheap but they did this in such a way where it's like it carried the weight that it needed to without being the entire story yeah and the writing for this is just i i thought it was really phenomenal in the ways that they chose to like the humor wasn't punching down and like they were they were just so thoughtful about how they wrote this talking talking about the writing specifically that one moment when they're walking through the cafeteria and then timmy has to go with somebody else and he's like i'll catch you guys later stops and corrects him says and says girls and then he says women and then he says women with an x to be as inclusive as possible to this group of people (laughs) that was it was a comedic moment it was comedic beat it was supposed to be funny and the delivery was good too but it wasn't like punching down and being like it wasn't a joke about trans people. It wasn't a joke about women in general being bad. You know what I mean? It was funny because yeah. he's under this spell to be quote unquote woke, as they say. And in this moment, he is he's trying to be the most inclusive. So that's the joke of him. The 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 humor comes from him trying to be good. And it just I don't know, it felt earnest and fun and funny in a way that was like cool. But also, like, not, it, it didn't feel like it was trying so hard to be the thing. It just was the thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, it didn't I feel like patronizing. <laughs> it didn't uh, feel patronizing. Me, like, uh, which, like, a joke like that is so hard to pull off and so yeah. hard to pull off in the right way. Where if this was in any other movie or like 90% of other films, it would have been super patronizing and super yeah. gross and I would oh, have yeah. hated it. But it was just, it was so earnest. It has everything to do with intent. And so already we're getting this character who uh, isn't, he is intentional, he is earnest. I mean, obviously he's under spell, but everything that he's talking about, he's like opening up about his deceased mother. He's talking about being vulnerable and being emotional in a way that like, 
a lot of men in general, cis men in general, don't do or like masculinity doesn't allow men to do. And so that already we're like getting this really earnest side. So then to have that character say these lines that would in any other person's mouth feel patronizing or feel belittling in some way, it just punches the joke up instead of down and it makes it feel of the world in a way that's not tacky, right? Like it feels good. It feels earnest. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like then like because at first when I first met this character, I was like, fuck this dude forever. Fuck all of this. And then like, you know, just having like that really real moment where like you get down like because like and then it's like, oh, he's woke now. And I was like, OK, whatever. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like You know, I'm like, yeah. sure, this is funny. All right, fine. But then once he like starts to open up and like really and, you know, I, I love that they did that with me, too, like because like so often we're so ready to pass judgment on people. And so, like, you know, for the actions and like, yes, absolutely. But also, like, you never know what's happening behind uh, yeah. behind closed doors and or, you know, what's going on in their head or how they are not allowed are or are not allowed to exist within their own world. And yeah. so patriarchy being the ultimate bad guy in this made so much sense for him, like, you know, especially with his character where, you know, he was a bully and being an asshole and like saying all of these things. So he wouldn't be questioned or wouldn't be found out or you know because it was actually dangerous for him and so like and in the end once he does like even though the the dad doesn't or adam doesn't find out or like he's still killed by toxic masculinity and so because he's he's not able to be himself he like he just has to i'm sure he like hated himself for all of the things that he did and the mo the moment that he reveals who he is which is Things that the patriarchy and general cisgendered heteronormative identity of what man and masculine mean, as soon as his identity conflicts with what is expected of him as a cis man, he's killed. And that's and that's like that's right. the point, right? Like he comes out as bi, he's 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 introspective, he's emotional, he's vulnerable, he's consensual, he's all of these things in all of these ways that it might see it it's it's everything that what we're expect like uh, i feel like i'm stumbling over my words um <laughs> he he comes out as queer and is killed for it by the patriarchy by heteronormativity at large and that is such an intentional thing in this movie that i loved and it was so clear too it's like the day after he's like out and he's like you know what a weight's been lifted off my shoulders and that's like a big point of it always been lifted off my shoulders Mm -hmm. i'm feeling good i'm queer and i'm into it let me live my life like yes go and live that life and then the next day they're like he's dead and it's like what do you mean and then i wrote in my notes i was like timmy died what the fuck and then the immediately after i was like oh they killed him x-files guy killed him the patriarchy killed him burn it down burn it all down burn the house down go go do it (laughs) yeah get away get out i know he did it that's exactly what's happening yeah uh, I just loved it. I, I loved also, it. I loved all of that. I also like when I was thinking more about this character because I really did love this character. Um, it was really interesting to me. Like, so as soon as they cast the spell on him, right? It's not like he gained any extra knowledge or anything. What I thought was really interesting is that he already had all of this knowledge and knew all of it. He knew about consent and he knew yeah what was patronizing and what's the the correct terms to use and. 
he knew that he had to stand up for other people. And he, so like all of the stuff that he's talking about, all of this, the stuff that he does, he was always capable of. And like, so that was always there. He was literally just suppressed by the patriarchy. Like, oh, yeah, like this this was just such a good character. To take it a step further, it also just reflects the idea of performative toxic masculinity, where a character who knows better and otherwise is knowledgeable and understanding of intersectionality of all of these things that he claims to not know, this is all a performance. It's all an act. When given this spell, it's very clear that all of these things existed within him. He carried these things. But the mask, like the toxic masculine aspects of it, were performative. I mean, that's what the narrative is trying to portray in this way, and I think that that's fucking cool. That's brilliant. That's fucking sick. Like, yeah, that shit is a performance. Such fucking good writing. Yeah, it's, such good writing. Yeah, I was so like, the more I thought about it too, as I watched it, the more I was just like, yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> okay, you know what? One of the other spots that I thought Feruza Balk was going to show back up, I thought Nancy was going to just like pop back out when Lily was having one of her nightmares and then she woke up and she like goes like first first big no-no don't stand up in the middle of the night in a dark room and go stare at a dark corner <gasps> because to me it also reminded me I of hereditary threw the pillow over my face i could not watch I could it not reminded watch. me of hereditary when like he's sleeping and he like opens his eyes and then there's like super dimly lit and you're getting these like figures and it's like absolutely terrifying like bone chillingly fucked up and this one less so obviously, but Hereditary is so good to go watch it. Um, but then <laughs> she's looking into the corner and I thought Nancy was just going to, co- I thought she was going to say like, so if there's a moment for a fucking nostalgic callback line, it would have been Nancy in the corner in the dark whispering to herself, I bind you, Nancy. I bind you, Nancy. I bind you, Nancy. Uh, If she was just there and you couldn't see her, but you heard Feruza Balk's voice saying, I bind you, Nancy, to her own name. And then that's when she appears. And that's what I thought that was going to happen. And in my head, I was like, perfect, perfect movie. Done. Send it. Print. Picture. (laughs) Perfect. It's perfect. (laughs) Like they did it. They did exactly what I thought was like, this is perfect. We love uh, Stan Coulter on board oh my god so scary like but they didn't and that's fine and whatever i really want another sequel but in that moment i remember thinking like fuck this is exactly what's gonna happen it's gonna be the callback <laughs> line she's gonna pop out it's gonna be fucking scary and so sick no but instead they did the we are the weirdos mr Al- oh okay you know what i am gonna get into that scene only because um, if we're talking about a movie that is like queer canon and queer adjacent, like this movie is, in the moment when Bad Daddy knocks X-Files Duchovny, um, knocks all the girls out, and then he's like, Lily, I'm stealing your power. Uh, I'm a strong man, patriarchy and order and women are bad. That whole thing in the woods. <laughs> when that's happening, the girls start saying they're like, we call the mother of the North when we call the mothers of the South. Uh, like they start doing that to gain the power to like collectively call upon strength to then defeat him quietly doing their own thing. And I like, like they whisper it. And so like they know what's happening. And then he says, Dave Duchovny tells Lily, you don't belong here, but what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? And then it's her turn. And she says, West. 
now. Hell yeah. Which which yes. I loved. But at the same time, Go West is a famous village people song that is so gay about <laughs> moving to the West and living your gay life and being a fucking gay person, living your queer fantasy out. It was one of their three hits, including YMCA and In the Navy. Um, Go West is a famous gay song. So the fact that I... It felt very much like he said he he volleyed a he volleyed a village people quote to her and she said what where are you gonna go west go west and hopefully the next one she'll <laughs> she'll just be bi or be a lesbian and she'll well, just yeah. be fucking beautiful and, and there because yeah absolutely I mean, for a movie that is so queer in this way, I'm really hoping that's intentional because it does like there's no way that's not. Like, come on. Yeah. That's like the and village people iconic intent, gay band with such intent. With as yeah, there was so much intent in yeah. this whole thing that like they know. So shout out village they people. Know. What a fun little moment. I was like, wow, okay. But then that was also the same scene where like the worst callback line of all time was thrown in there where they for no reason they're talking about something else and then Dave Duchovny's like you guys shouldn't be out here. Also, guys, when he said that was so loaded, I loved it. Um, you guys shouldn't be out here. There's a lot of weirdos who lurk in these woods. And I'm like, nope. How dare you? That was the worst serve. Yeah, that, that was, was bad. the worst layup. Then Tabby says, we are the weirdos, mister. And I'm like, nope. Unearned. You didn't get there. This is the <laughs> worst setup. This is the worst layup. We're only doing it for that reason. And I know that that's why we're doing it. And I get it. However unearned bad 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 in a movie that's otherwise fantastic and so many good things as soon as that happened i'm like boo 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 terrible i feel like that was a moment like (laughs) where like the producer or like some executive was like we have to have the thing we have to have that thing you got to do it you got to do the callback you got to do the thing right yeah because all of these remakes and continuations love doing that so i think uh I kind of want to believe that it was thrown there just like, you know, and and in these moments, because whenever there is a callback that's out of place or that is unearned or is just kind of boring, you can tell because like, yeah, they, they could write it in a, in a better way. They could do something. But like, it's, like, I feel like it's just intentional. So it's like, this wasn't me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like it's like watching any one of those Hulk movies. And then one character is like, Hulk, what time is it? And then they like close up and he's like, it's clobber in time. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Got it. Thanks. Done. Yeah. Or is that the thing? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I'm so bad. Is that Hulk or the thing? I have no idea. I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. Everybody just. Um, Hulk stands. We apologize. Pair me up on Twitter, please. Just or read Venmo me. Or at Ela destroy all of me um please because i am so ignorant oh we love it but yeah it's the same thing it's just like yes you're totally right that is exact probably exactly probably exactly Ooh, look at that probably exactly why that line is there and that's i mean it felt so misplaced it felt so out of nowhere and bad and silly for as iconic as it was and i mean obviously like in the first one it's not commenting on anything it's just a good line in the movie it's not like throwback to the other one like nope it's the first one so we're not doing that which is why it feels amazing and good because it's such a good line like 
bus driver says that and we are the weirdos mister great sick we stand forever and ever amen uh yay verily and this one it was just like the biggest it's like somebody shooting a basketball from half court and there's like you think it's gonna go far and then it just like falls directly to their feet like directly in front it just it didn't fucking <laughs> land at all it was like the worst 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 i hated it i mean i love the movie that moment was bad yeah i i was not a fan of that okay also shout out to tabby's fucking finger lighter um her just like fucking flame blast like somebody writes like tabby's a slut or something on her locker and she just like oh like yeah go go gadget go go gadget light finger and just like welds the fucking paint off the locker and i'm like this is sick what a like what a cool fun addition to the idea of magic and using like this kind of cg effect to be like yeah you can just conjure fire in whatever form to use to whatever i'm like yeah exactly this is what i want this is exactly <laughs> what i want from a from a witch movie from a magic movie like yeah exactly yeah of course and i i like that we got to see them having so much more fun with magic together yes. oh like, yeah that that well, made it so great it ca- this movie also carried um one of my favorite tropes in any teen movie that pretty much every single one of them has it's like right at the like midpoint of act two when they've changed and people don't see like the bad outlier group as like bad and mischievous like people are kind of thinking they're cool now and they walk through the cafeteria in slow-mo it's in almost every one of those movies oh, fucking all of them yeah. obsessed where like, they're like walking and like looking around it was in the first craft that it's in this one they're like looking around at each other and then there's always a camera cut to one kid and that kid is always mouthing the word wow <laughs> like wow like in slow motion wait it okay. happened does it also baffle you that those like scenes exist because I don't think I ever set foot into my high school cafeteria I went to I went inside my high school cafeteria to get I my think lunch. My cafeteria was like, uh, well, I mean, I went in the line, right? And then, okay, like I passed through it. There was like five tables, but it was like yeah. you were expected to like eat in the quad or do I don't know whatever. Um, oh uh, yeah, but- we 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 always ate at our lunch table, which was like outside of the quad. It was like our table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like uh, so, I I'm super surprised that like. All of these high school movies are so obsessed with still like, you know, the cafeteria, the cafeteria is where everything happens. And you're like, yeah, what are you talking about? Like, nobody (laughs) uses the cafeteria. Like, (laughs) it it is a great way because there is like a very clear walkway. It's always a great place to do a runway. Always a good place Mm -hmm. to show off Mm -hmm. a look. Like if you want Mm -hmm. to get a little bit of attention. That's why I love it. It's just like perfect. It's like, yeah, strut it out. Like. That's gossip. Go off. Like, get it. Like, this is so <laughs> sick. I am so on board. I. It's just such a silly trope. I'm always into it. There's never been one of those where I was like, boo, that was bad. It's always like, I love it. I knew it was coming. And I am so invested. I'm sold. I'll buy it. I'll buy three. <laughs> like, so fun. I love it. Can we talk about the daddy? Daddy Duchovny? I just, daddy Duchovny. So I'm like... I don't think we need to go super into his character, but I do because he's he's the patriarchy. You all yeah. listen to the show. Thank you for listening. We love you so much. You know what we think of them. And um, <laughs> watch this movie. You'll get it. But um, yeah. but yeah, they did something with this character that I really liked where like, yes, he's the patriarchy. But I like that they 
had him as like kind of like a figure, like a well-known, well-respected figure that is trying to help men deal with like masculinity, right? In like a positive way. Oh, he hugs his son, right? That's fine. Um, yeah. Like, and his book is called like The Hollowed Masculine and all okay. of that. And go ahead. No, no. I just, I was going to say, I hate it so much because I, there are several of these people that I don't know in particular, but like, I know that people I know buy their shit and follow them. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's this, it's, well, what, like, one of them in particular is gay. And so it's like targeted to gay men about like reclaiming your masculinity. And it's like the most fucking, garbage it's like how to be vulnerable but still be masculine i'm like go fuck yourself please go burn your silly book you absolute toxic trash can like i don't care i don't care you're reclaiming masculinity bullshit it's all fake you're fucking fake throw your shit like it's just the most boring basic thing it's like how do i be gay and like dick but also want to canoe like Oh my god, I'm so tired yeah. and I'm so bored. It's the fucking most boring thing in the world. So, shout out to literally none of them. I hate all of them. And it's such it's such a gross boring thing. Uh, I also hate it. Okay, this is a tangent. I'm so sorry. I also hate no, it cuz I just think that my like the people who I know who follow those people only do it cuz they think the guy's hot. And I'm like, "You're toxic. You're uh. boring." I'm like, "Just go to fucking I don't know. I don't care. I don't so bored it's so boring sorry (laughs) no no for sure like and well and that's what i wanted to call out because like i do know i fucking hate that these people they have their thing and they're like well you know like it's okay we're being sensitive we're talking about feelings you know but it's pain you know we make breakthroughs through pain and power equals order and i do this because i love you and you know and i'm just like what the fuck are you talking about this is not this is not what feeling your feelings means first of all um, and secondly, like, I, I just, I, I don't understand why this, why even in feeling feelings and in doing all of this, <laughs> there has to be like this macho masculine thing about it. No. And it kind of reminded me of, uh, Jamila Jamil, where she said that, like, she called Kim Kardashian a double agent of the patriarchy because she's saying, oh, like, okay. oh, I love, I love all of this stuff. I love doing this. Like, this is who I am. But she's saying that, for men and for women to act like that for men. So like by saying uh, and like selling all of the like diet things and all the bullshit. Right. But like, so this reminded me of that where like somebody is trying to present themselves as actually I'm super feely and I'm okay and everything is fine. But really what they're doing is just reiterating the norm in a different way. So it makes you feel like you're working on yourself when you're actually not. You know, yeah, they're just rebranding the toxic. It's all it is. It's the yes, same. Yes, it's the same you. bullshit. It's 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 this fake. It's a false sense of enlightenment and a false sense of like reclamation of of something that's always been there. It's like reframing this because really what it is 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 like shut shut the fuck up. It's so bad and boring and fake. It's like kissy face bicep. It's like no, you don't need, but like. You just cry. Like, you don't have to cry with your fucking arms pumped. Like, you don't have to cry while flexing. Right. You don't have to, like, 
you 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 can dance and move your hips. They're not mutually exclusive. Like you can do both. Like being masculine doesn't mean being rigid. I know, you know what? It does. Being masculine means being rigid and being unable and unflexible of change or nuance or perspective or anything. It's toxic, it's fucking gross, it's a mess, and it is such a like I just hate it. I hate it made me so mad, if you can't tell, in this movie, just that whole concept, because it is such, it, it is having a resurgence in this way where it's like, how can I be masculine even though masculinity is bad, but I want to still hate women? And they're like, we can sell you this book. And you're like, ah, oh, it's so boring. Right. How can yeah, I hate women so- without hating women? Like, okay, great. Cool. Wait, we love uh-huh. it. So fun. And. And that's why I like that they made his, like, like, he could have been the villain just by being, like, shitty to the mom and still calling her little birdie and trying to, like, assert his power over her and dominance, right? But, like, what they decided to do was to make that sort of a character villainous in this way that is, there is no doubt that he is a bad person. And I love that they didn't give him an inch, especially right now with the current administration, with all of the stuff that's happening. Like, it was just so good. Like, like I was talking about in the last segment where I honestly have no fucking notes for Lily um, <laughs> because she was just oh, so same. boring and bland. Um, but, but I liked that I could project myself onto her, you know, so when she is beating the shit out of this asshole patriarchal dude that's, like, telling her shit like, Power is order and only belongs to those who understand it. Women are not in your image. We are your rulers and kings. Women with power are too weak not to use it. And all this other stuff. I'm just like, fucking cool. Cool. Let's do this. Like, so that was super, 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 super satisfying for me in uh, this election week that we have here. So I was very happy to watch that. Same. I mean... This is a good movie. <laughs> there are so many it's good a, elements. It's a good movie. Like I was, because I thought, I mean, I was hoping to enjoy it. I was hoping it would be good. I was surprised at how good it was. Also, how much was in it, how clear, concise, and intentional each one of those things were. And by things, I mean things We're or whatever. It said a lot. Like, it said a lot, and it did a lot, and it did a lot well. I mean, some of it was whatever, but again- such minor moments in an otherwise very, very good and fun and cool film. It was cool. It was like a cool movie. <laughs> the only people that don't like this movie are people that love patriarchy. Yeah. The guys are like, why was that guy bad? I liked everything he said. And you're like, yeah, go buy his book. That tracks. <laughs> JK, don't buy his book. Yeah, I'm just, I really like this movie. It was a win. It did feel like a win. Yeah, it was a win. We watched The Craft and The Craft Legacy. We watched both of these. Um, We love it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, what did you think of the first one of the original Craft? Uh, Who was it for? It was for uh, Malgoths, I think. Yeah. I think just like straight up Malgoths. Um, not in like a, not in like a, uh, are you uh, calling me out? No, 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 no. I mean, kind of, <laughs> it was also me too. But Teenage yes, Jessica. It was, it, it was for, uh, Mogoths at large. I think it was like the right movie. It was like kind of scary, kind of fun, uh, self-righteous in that way of like, uh, validating that kind of like 
nobody gets me and people hate me, whatever. I'm going to fuck, I'm a witch and they don't know it and they don't know what's coming to them. Like that, that outsider, uh, bullied, beleaguered, this, this subset, this group of misfits, essentially. I'm like, yeah, it's for them. And in a lot of, in a lot of cities that culminated or cultivated itself into mall goth culture. Shout out Spencer's gifts. Um, JK shout out hot topic well pre hot topic um, where were okay real question before hot topics where were mall goths getting their stuff was it stores anchor blue anchor okay hear me out wait no that was Miller's outpost before so Miller's outpost became anchor blue was it Miller's outpost I only know this because my mom had a friend that worked at uh, Miller's Outpost, which became Anchor Blue, and we, the, I only got clothes two times a year, um, or, or my mom bought me clothes two times a year, and it was when there was a family and friend discount, so it was like 40% off, and I got a bunch of clothes that I did not want. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout out Miller's Outpost, Anchor Blue. Um, I love that. We're, wait, okay, so were the clothes gothy or no? No. Oh. No. Okay. See- I'm only saying that because I do remember that my brother wanted a what is I the the spiky bracelet the stud leather bracelet? what is it called yeah the spiky it's a stud bracelet stud bracelet he wanted one of those they sold it at Anchor Blue for some reason I remember thinking that was strange but I was like is this place secretly goth um, oh well it's when like Avril Lavigne and stuff like that came out right so you know then what? it was like that's exactly oh it. cool so this is like so we're gonna sell some of these too Abercrombie yeah. started selling black polos and you're like oh my god they're going goth stop yeah. <laughs> stop the papers stop the presses somebody oh my god American Eagle's goth now <laughs> somebody tell somebody <laughs> um yeah oh man Yes. Uh, So that's who it was for. Who did you think it was for? I'm going to say that it was for me. Uh, And I wish that I had seen this when I was in high school because then it would have been like, yeah, fuck all of these people. I hate all of these people even more because I was definitely that person. Um, But uh, yeah, like this is this is for teenage Jessica. Uh, I love it. Watch this. Teenage Jessica. I don't know why I said that because clearly yeah. I can't go back in time. But if I could, if I could go back in time, <laughs> y'all, I would save us all. Okay. Um, if I could turn back time. If I could find a way. Yes. Um, Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. I think The Craft is a fantastic movie. It's so fun. It's kind of scary. Um, Silly, silly, silly at times. Um, it has a lot of elements that I really enjoy. It has all of the cadence of the oh so typical uh, teen '90s movie. Like it's just it has so many good elements that I love, and also Feruza Balk is just absolute yeah. slit. Like so so good. You don't even exist to me. I'm just yeah yes <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I love it. Did you love it? I. Super, super love this. Um, even though, like, clearly there are issues that I yeah. had with this and some of the representation. I love this movie. Like, it was just so fun. I, you know, I will be critical as hell about this movie and other movies like it. But I still fucking love to see stories that are centered around women 
and powerful women and women that are able to kick fucking ass. Like I love, I love, I love, I don't care if it's cheesy. I don't care whatever, because like, uh, this is the kind of shit that, um, yeah, I I love. This is what dreams are made of. Hey now, hey now. Yes. Could not (laughs) agree with you more. (laughs) I think so too. (laughs) What about the new one? Uh, was this new, interesting, or the same? Progressive, regressive? How has it evolved with today's ideals? It's new and interesting and progressive, and it has evolved with today's ideals in a way that is both seamless, organic, kind, intentional, and big, big, capital C, consensual in all of its perfect and cool ways. Yay. The remake... Um, prob- I mean, I don't know. I don't want to like go too ahead of myself. Myself. Oh my God. Me and all of myself. Cause I contain multitudes. Oh Hi, shout out. Um, but I think that this sequel is probably the best or most well done just as far as if we're looking at it from a sense of like, how did they progress with today's ideals? Was it new and interesting? Um, was it a well-told story? Like, it did all of those things in a really, really good way, I think. Yeah, I think the exact same thing. I think it was new and interesting and the same enough to be like, okay, this is cyclical, this is this, right? Like, to to know where the beats are going to be. But the way that it chose to talk about those or present those beats and the way that it decided like the the things it decided to take on in both big ways and in small ways and give these characters such nuance without having it be their token trait because movies that try to be like this progressive and everything often like will feel um very patronizing or very like very disingenuous Yeah. Um, yeah and so i think that um i love 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 loved what they did and the writing was fucking wonderful and i'm gonna look up who wrote this movie and i want to see what else they've written because uh so go ahead i looked it up this is their first feature i believe and they also directed it she wrote and directed this movie fucking Um, go off let me look her up because i remember being like oh what that's fucking sick uh zoe lister jones um, was the writer and director of Craft Legacy. She's, like, I'm so on board. I want another sequel. I want all of the she's, things. Yeah, she's been in a ton of TV and movies as an actor, and this is her first, it looks like, credited first, not only writing credit, but directing credit. Both. Fucking this, go off. We love movie. you. Yeah. We stand. Yeah, um, she's great. Great job. Also, Fuck anybody that did not like this movie. This was a damn good movie. Also, with such a uh, nostalgic property, like for this to be her first run, not only writing and directing, and for it to be the remake sequel of an already iconic property, um, she nailed it. She nailed it in every way, and it's so cool and impressive. I'm hoping they get a sequel and I'm also hoping that the sequels then like because I feel like she she has my trust after this movie. Um, I feel like the next movie will obviously have Nancy more um, as yeah. a central character in it. But I would love to see the way that she tackles 
the problematic aspects and the things that we ne- that we talked about with the first film and yeah. what she chooses to do with that you know Same. because yeah. i feel like especially after you know seeing what she's done for this franchise and like she she could absolutely tackle that and i have a thousand percent faith in her for Agreed. for doing that she's great um who is it for eric it's for the queerdos, mister. Um, I don't know. That would have been that would have been a funnier uh, bit. I wanted to say it. Yeah, it's for. I don't. Oh my God, I I hate that. I said that. It's so silly. Yes, that's who it's for. And who do you think it was for? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if I could get much better than that. That was very good. Um, yeah, I want to say it was for young women. It was for. It was for everybody, like every every young person that wants to see themselves represented and wants to feel like good guys will win in the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Just, I love it. I'm, still I'm on board. Just like, I love this so much. Um, did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was so well done and fun, and um, it's just a good movie. Really, go watch it. Also, real quick shout out to us for doing two brand new movies in a row oh shit yeah we're so this tight. movie also <laughs> just came out so look at us being on the cusp of um i don't know real cinematic journalism and or on the pulse of pop culture at large uh maybe us uh yeah excuse me yeah um so we're great um the movie yeah, was great I- too did you love it <laughs> I loved it. I super, super loved it. I stand this movie. Please go watch it and feel good about yourself. And all of the reviews that are like 50%, that's bullshit. This is a very good movie. So Yeah, um, those are fake. Yeah, those are all fake. People just hate fun and uh, and good things and things that make them think and that show them like, hey, look, um, you can be intentional and conscious and kind and still be funny and scary and have a bad guy and have conflict and all of that. Like, you can do all of that. So I feel like, man, I feel like she just slam dunked on Hollywood and was like, yo, what's up? Yeah, no, 100%. Anyways, I think that's it. Is that it today? I think that's it. I think we got there. I think, man, we did it. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can write into us at nostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to Danny Barkley for editing our podcast. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter, but we don't post. But just follow us in case we do. It's fine. Yes. Like, subscribe, give us a review. Tell us you love us because we love attention and we love knowing that we are appreciated. Straight up. That is true and factual <laughs> in every way. What's the other? Ring that bell. No, I don't know. Ring it. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe. Hit us up. Yeah. No, true, truly, true, 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 truly. Um, Please leave us five-star reviews on our Apple podcasts. If you're doing it, please give us reviews and compliments and shower us in stars because obviously we're stars, but the world needs to know that we're stars. So give us more stars so we can be discovered as stars. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, we love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Eric. Thank you, Jess. This is... And remember, stay cute. And stay critical. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.